Welcome to Let's Talk Hair, the Combed Education Podcast. My name is Aras Nelson, and I am your host and a fellow industry professional, just trying to contribute as much as I can uh, to this industry through this podcast, the blog, really in general through combed education. And I talk a lot about hair color, hair color theory, a lot of mindset stuff, just hairdresser life. And this week, I had some time to reflect on the past two decades of my work in this industry. And so I wanted to create a podcast episode um, about advice that I would give my younger self as a stylist. So I don't want you to think that just because you are not a new stylist that there will not be value for you in this episode. I believe that it's never too late and there's always things that we can implement and uh, utilize to shift and change the direction of our careers. But it's been 21 beautiful years for me in this industry. And you know, they say hindsight is 2020. So this week I really did give myself some time to reflect on, on my career. You know, if I could do it all over again, what would I do different? What lessons have I learned that maybe if I learned sooner, would have changed the course of my career? What would I change? And, you know, I always say my mission is to inspire and empower through my learnings. And so this is another episode of just, what have I learned that maybe you can take away from and use in your business? So those were the questions that really inspired this uh, episode today. And I, I wanna share my my findings with you. Um, and I hope that you do take away and implement some of what I share today and set yourself up for an amazing career no matter how long you've been into it. So I think some of the advice, uh, I mean, I have wrote down a lot, but I kind of narrowed it down to, I believe, six different talking points. So I'm going to cover those talking points. So number one, advice that I would give my younger self is to seek out a mentor or a few. Take the time to really learn from others who have a successful career. See, I went to beauty school, I was 15. I was a junior in high school, I graduated at 17. I briefly assisted. And because I'm so fucking stubborn, I went into booth renting pretty quickly. I had this whole like, I got this mentality, but in reality, like I didn't got this. There were so many missed learning opportunities for me because I chose to go for it and rent before I was really truly ready. I see this happening a lot today um, with the availability of salon suites on every corner. There's a lot of younger stylists who are graduating beauty school and going straight into suite renting. Nothing against that, but like have your solid mentors in place because there are some things, a lot of things, a lot of things that you will not be prepared for that beauty school did not prepare you for. Um, so there was a lot of missed opportunities for me because I chose to rent before I was actually ready. And the truth is literally what we learn in school versus what we learn behind the chair, two completely different things. Um, assisting for a longer time and with the right person maybe could have set me up for a more successful career sooner. I could have avoided some of the mistakes. I could have learned salon life. I could have learned how to run a business, communication skills, people skills, technical skills, all of the skills 
that I had to kind of learn on my own instead of watching and learning from those who came before me and who were doing it right. Um, I think watching and learning from a few people could have made a big difference for me. So if you're a newer stylist, please take the time to seek out a mentor or find a stylist who is looking for an assistant to train, not an assistant to do all the bitch work, okay? Believe me when I tell you there is so much to be learned in this industry that far exceeds just doing good hair. If you are a seasoned stylist and you know assisting is not in the picture for you, there are so many talented and very, very successful stylists who've got it down that you could shadow, that you could coach with, that you could mentor with. Um, don't think just because you have X amount of years that you're this old dog that can't learn new tricks and that, that you know this is how it is. It's not. Um, I wish I would have found the value of mentorship earlier. Um, I wouldn't change the path of my career. Everything happened as it was supposed to on purpose. But again, I said hindsight's 2020. I wonder what would have happened if I assisted longer or if I assisted other people or if I shadowed or if I had a mentor. Um, and so new stylist, veteran stylist, doesn't matter. Never too late to find mentorship in this industry to elevate. Number two, people skills matter. You can be the most amazing, talented, like phenomenal, badass stylist. But if you're not good with people, you're going to find that your client retention rate, it's going to be really low. See, what I found is that more often than not, clients care more about their experience in your chair than they do the results. Okay, of course, great hair is important, right? You've got to nail the look. You've got to give them what they're looking for. But if you're rude or you don't have the people skills to have a good conversation, if you're not making them feel special, if you're not catering to your clients, it's going to be harder for you to build. You've got to like or at least act like you like people. Make the experience more about them than you. If they're open to it, ask about their life, their hobbies, their family, what they enjoy. Here's the truth, though. There's going to be some stylists who absolutely disagree with me. Okay. My relationship with my clients our conversations are soul satisfying for me. I want to be able to offer that connection. Think about it this way, guys. We are in their personal space. And so you have such an opportunity there um, to connect. And there are stylists who think that doesn't matter and that we're not therapists. And although I agree, we are not therapists, but there is an opportunity to give and to learn from our clients and we can definitely build a great relationship that leads to loyalty. As long as we care enough. And like I said, you're gonna have different stylists with different opinions on this. Some people are very matter of fact uh, that I'm here to do a job. I don't care about your personal shit, that's cool. But like I have clients that I've been doing since I first started, 21 years. That loyalty, that friendship, that connection, that that conversation of caring about my clients, it goes a long way and it and it it it's big when it comes to client loyalty and client retention. So your people skills matter. You have to know how to carry a conversation. 
you have to know how to make it about the client they don't want to sit there and talk about you all day they don't they want to talk about them <laughs> i know it's shitty but that's that's what it is and so your communication skills and how you interact with people will matter in this industry don't brush it off like it doesn't because it is very relevant number three this is a little more lighthearted, but don't give your cell phone number out this is a biggie so a lot of us are guilty of this especially if we're independent or if we're sweet owners and this can create a huge issue with boundaries and when i went into my salon suite about 13 years ago i gave my cell phone number out to everybody and their mama when i was out and I would meet potential clients, I gave my cell phone number out. I gave my cell phone number out to everybody and fuck, do I regret that now. At this point, my main line of communication with everyone is texting and calling and it's overwhelming as fuck. <laughs> I do have an online booking option, but still most clients are gonna text me to just, hey, make sure if they did their appointment right. So if I could do it differently and if I could give you some advice, I would get a second phone number that is for work only. I know a couple of people, a few people in the industry who have taken this on and I'm just like, oh, you're so smart. I wish I did it sooner. This way, if you had a second line or if I had a second phone, my day's off or when I'm not working, that phone would be off and I would enjoy my time off with my family <coughs> or whatever I was doing. I would also create like specific email for clients to communicate with me. This way my personal time isn't being compromised and it would help create healthier communication boundaries with my clients. So key point here, get a business phone, try and reduce the amount of time clients text you or call you and try to keep the communication via email or just have a separate phone. I wish I did that sooner. I just wish I did that sooner. Okay, number four. This is a big one. <laughs> Think about retirement the day you get that license. I know we're all excited and we're dreaming about this big, beautiful career, but I have met so many wonderful stylists, some of whom have been behind the chair over 40 years, um, decades and didn't even think about retirement until they were in their 30s, 40s, or 50s. And the truth is, guys, we cannot work behind the chair forever. We have to have a plan. We have to strategize and think about a couple things. So number one, how do I invest in my retirement? If you are independent or a sweet owner and you're not working corporate, there's no such thing as 401ks for us. We're just kind of like, hey, fend for yourself, figure it out. But like there are options. <laughs> So number one, how can we start investing into a retirement? How do we create a retirement account? And then number two, what is my exit strategy? When I'm done and my body's done, how am I gonna get out and not lose revenue? These are things that need to be planned and thought out way in advance so that when the time comes, you, my love, are prepared. So I wish I had opened up my SEP IRA when I was freshly licensed instead of in my 30s. I would have had an additional decade to contribute to it and even contributing 100 bucks a month. It goes a long way long term if we're looking at big picture. Also, for me, I started considering my exit strategy about 10 years into my career 
I hit that 10 year mark where I was like, fuck, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I'm tired. My body hurts. Okay. I got to keep doing this, but like, I can't do this forever. (laughs) So I knew that I didn't want to work behind the chair forever. And I focused on building my skill set with education, facilitation, and speaking and coaching. Um, I've worked for manufacturers. I've also created my own independent education. And as these avenues for additional income grow and build, I can scale back my behind the chair work and not lose revenue. So that when the time comes and I'm done, I'm not broke. And then when I'm done, done working, like done working, I have a retirement account. So you got to start thinking long term. Like, so maybe, maybe owning a salon is your exit strategy. Maybe creating your own education company is your exit strategy. Coaching, consulting. I mean, with this day and age, with social media and our everything at our fingertips, anything is possible. So whatever it is, begin building the foundation and the skill set that you would need to elevate those goals so that when you're ready to scale it back behind the chair, you can put your plan in motion, right? Start thinking big picture. A lot of us are so right here right now, little picture, day in, day out, what clients are, are we doing today? What am I need to get done today or this week? Like, hello, scale it back. Look at the bird's eye view. Where do you wanna be? And how do you start putting those pieces together now to set yourself up? Got it? Okay, the other piece of advice I would give myself, my younger stylist self, is social media matters. Mm. As annoying, as, as cliche as it may seem, social media is the single most important and impactful and fruitful tool that we have today to build and scale our business. So when social media first came out, I, along with probably many of us, I was posting filtered pictures of food and my dogs. (laughs) And then once I realized that I could actually showcase my work on social media to attract new clients, I knew what I had to do. Like I had to post, but like fear, fear crept in so heavy. Imposter syndrome crept in so heavy. I'm not good enough crept in. This picture's not good enough. The hair's out of place. The color looks off. The da 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 all that shit. And I wasted years not promoting myself on social media. And who knows how many missed opportunities. So all that to say this, it's not too late. It's never too late because social media is evolving and growing every single day. And so you need to evolve and grow with it. And the only way that you can grow and evolve with it is by utilizing it. It's really that simple. Use social media. The po- I'm going to talk about fear in a second, but the fear is going to come up. The hair is not perfect. The lighting is not perfect. I'm scared. What are people going to think that post <laughs> just fucking post? Don't worry if it's not perfect. Don't worry if not every single hair is perfect or if your caption is not spot on for your target client. Like, don't stress on that. Just post and engage. Find other stylists, find potential clients, local shops, coffee shops, restaurants, boutiques. Engage with them. Stay involved and consistent in your social media. 
it doesn't matter how many likes you get. It doesn't matter how many views you get. It doesn't matter how many comments you get. It doesn't matter how many followers you have. The consistency is what's key here, right? And like, had I started 10 years ago, my account would look a little bit different. And my confidence in my posts would be a little bit different. But the more I post, the more I engage, the more I'm involved, the better I get. And so none of the vanity metrics matter, likes, comments, view, whatever, none of that matters. What matters is that you're posting, you're learning, you're growing, you're engaging, you're meeting people in your community via this tool that we all have at our fingertips. It will pay off. And so do I wish I got on the bandwagon with social media sooner? Fuck yeah, I do. But is it too late? Hell no, it's not. It's not too late no matter where you're starting. Think about it this way. There's people who are getting in the industry today that are just starting today. There's people who have hundreds of thousands of followers that have only been using it for a year or two. It's not too late. That's your fear creeping in. That's your imposter syndrome creeping in. That's your comfort zone creeping in. Fuck that. Noise. Post. Engage. Stay consistent. Lastly, who's that? Okay, fear. This I saved this for last because it has been the single most constant theme in my life along with, I'm sure yours, and many, 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 many other people's. Okay, Here's what I have learned about fear. Fear is very real and we feel it. Like, oof, it comes up in situations where Maybe we might not know what to do. Fear comes up in social situations. I don't know how to have a, I don't know how to talk to this person or how do we change the talk? Like that fear comes up there. It comes up when we have to make a decision and we don't want to be wrong. Um, fear comes up when we have a new client, uh, when we have a new job, a new opportunity. And fear, well, it can be very crippling. But the thing about fear is this. You can't just will it away. It doesn't just disappear because we hope it disappears or like, okay, when I'm, re- I'm going to get ready one day, I'll be ready and the fear will go. It doesn't go away. Like I've learned this in my, I'm 36 years old. In my adult life, I have learned fear does not go away. It doesn't just disappear. It doesn't magically turn into courage. Fear is real. It will be there. You just have to be brave enough to act even in the presence of fear. Act even in the presence of fear. Do it scared. Like huge, huge, huge learning lesson. It's crippling and it's real, but it doesn't go away. You have to act in the presence of fear to move through it onto the other side of learning and growth, okay? When you do it scared, when you act, take action, move, even though that's the fear, it's there, don't do it. They're going to make fun of you. Don't do it. You're going to fail. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just stay comfortable. When you choose to act in the presence of fear, only then does it begin to dissipate. 
and then transform into courage or bravery or confidence. It's when you look fear dead in the eye and say, let's go. Powerful. Fucking huge. So I look back, remember hindsight's 2020. I look back and so many times I let fear paralyze me, whether it was the fear of the unknown, the fear of my own inabilities, the fear of being wrong, the fear of people, what, what are they going to think? And I allowed my fears to hold me back from doing all of the things, to hold me back from taking all of the risks and hold me back from really living out my dreams. Like I, it crippled me. Um, and so I think the advice I would give myself and I tell myself now and I've taught it to my son who's seven is to do it scared. I remember he was, I think, three years old. He was learning how to swim and he had these big old floaties on and these goggles and he was this little tiny body with all this stuff on him. And uh, I was trying to teach him how to jump in the pool. He was terrified. Like shaking, freaking out, terrified, but he wanted to do it. He's like, I want it, I want it, I'm scared, I'm scared, I want it, I'm scared. And like, I started at that age. Do it scared, kiddo. I'm right here, do it scared. And now at seven, fear comes up for him and he has like a little internal dialogue and he goes, do it scared. And he takes the risk. And so my advice to you as well is do it scared. Are you scared to post on reels because people are going to talk? Do it scared. Are you scared to go into a salon suite because you've been booth renting or commission? Do it scared. Um, are you scared to educate? Do it scared. If it's your calling, the fear will go away. If you really truly in your heart believe that this is something that you want, whatever it is, salon owner, educate, whatever, whatever, you believe that that's for you, then you have to act even though the fear is there. The fear is there to try and stop you and keep you comfortable, which we're going to talk about comfort zone next week. Um, the fear is there to try and stop you, but if it's your calling, you got to act in the presence of fear. So this past week of reflecting, I learned a lot. And again, I always say that my mission is to inspire and empower this industry through my learnings. Uh, so I encourage you to do the same. Reflect maybe on your career thus far and take a look. What do you want your future to look like? Make the necessary adjustments and thrive, baby. There's no reason you are in your own way. Get out of your own way. Do the work, do the digging, uh, find you a mentor, like create the boundaries, do all the things. Um, cause there's no reason why you should not be successful in thriving in this industry. There's literally zero reason, zero reason it's on you and you got this until next time. Happy hair coloring. <laughs>